Hey there, Spoiler Nation. Nikki P here, recovering from a cold. I have a spoiler for the end of this episode. Unfortunately, Jamie's mic went haywire, and we didn't catch it in time. I just thought I should warn you up front. Let's get to it. Let's get to John Wick, Chapter 4. Yes, welcome to No Spoilers, a podcast in which we walk through a movie beat by beat, spoiling everything in our path. You have been warned. I'm your host, Nicholas Porches. I'm a Toronto actor, filmmaker, youtube.com slash novelty hat. And we have a very special guest today. You know him from Little Island Comics. You know him from the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. You know him from winning not one, but several number one victory royales on his first few tries at Fortnite. Jamie Edwards, Jams, Jams oh, Taking Grams is in the studio yes, today. Yes, yes, yes. I just want to point out that uh, within weeks of me starting to play Fortnite, the global pandemic happened. I'm not <laughs> saying that they're related. I'm just saying that's not nothing. Just to sort of um, do a little bit of table setting mm-hmm. here, we're going to be talking about John Wick, Chapter 4. Woke up this morning. 42 regular, wasn't it? Yeah. And so it begins. Gems, you're a scholar of Wick. You've been with Wick since the beginning. You you rewatched the whole series leading up to this. And some other random Keanu's. (laughs) Is that right? Yes. Did you Uh, see Constantine? uh, Ooh, I I didn't get to it in time. Uh, Constantine uh, is one that I've actually never seen, uh, that I, I, I was inspired by my general dive into all things Keanu action uh, to get to, and I probably yeah. will. Um, but I've been I meaning to get to Constantine for years, Yeah, too. yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, I, he speaks so reverently about it yeah. that it kind of has, like, got, like, his reverence for it has gotten me amped to it. The uh, fact that he speaks at all <laughs> is indicative of importance. <laughs> yes, As yes, we've learned from yeah, this movie. He does, yes, he doesn't always have much to say, but when <laughs> he does, we listen. <laughs> you uh, are a, a, a scholar of Wick. And Try to be. Try you, to be. You, no. Don't sell yourself short, Jamie. You could write the John Wikipedia, okay? Uh, I mean, I could definitely uh, write down all of his dialogue. <laughs> that wouldn't take too long. That's a- anyone could do that. I, I recently read that uh, Chad Stahelski was promoting the fact that Keanu Reeves writes most of John Wick's dialogue, as though that's like, like wow, like, like oh, yeah, did he come up with the idea of no more gun? You know, like I'm probably could, I could see that. I, I sure. I um I have a bit to say about that, yeah. and um, there's going to be a great point for us to talk about it when we get to uh, John Wick's longest line in the movie. We'll we'll shut that out. Ooh, yeah. Um, but. As is the no spoilers way, Mm -hmm. we are going to go through this movie beat by beat. So let's get to it. We open on an abstract shot of what turns out to be a uh, bloodied piece of wood. Mm -hmm. Punch! I mean, that's how you you start with an impact. Now, Wick, not necessarily, I guess he is a martial artist uh, along with a, a gunman. I might have started with a bullet. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I think John Wick can just do whatever right. is required there. John Wick can do. And if John Wick does it, it is John yes, Wick. Yes, yes. Uh, John, what John Wick can do uh, blooms with every kind of narrative path we go down. We need him there. Well, guess what? He's the best at doing that. And you know, it's aspirational. And and this this opening, I felt like um, was very sort of 
uh, meta and self-aware in Absolutely, a fun way because yeah. Fishburne is announcing yeah, his it's, entrance. It's getting the juices flowing. We as a as a as a global community, we've been <laughs> locked inside for a number of years, and we've gone a number of years since the last John Wick. Yes. You know, in the 2010s, we were laughing. <laughs> we were we had a Wick every few <laughs> we, years. We thought uh, <laughs> everything was possible, yeah. but we have not. We have we have we have been through trauma, and <laughs> yeah. we needed to. We couldn't just get dropped in. You know, we need to get uh, get the juices flowing, yeah. get things brought to a simmer. And, you know, sometimes you just need Lawrence Fishburne and you just need Keanu punching something pretty sick and sweet. Fishburne announces uh, the return of the motherfucking king, <laughs> John Wick. And I don't think we ever even come back. Oh, uh, yeah. This scene doesn't <laughs> yield narrative fruit. I think it, 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 it just sets like, all right, everyone, uh, yeah. put down your popped corn. Uh, have one last sip. Uh, we're we're gonna get dialed in here. You're gonna for choke three, if you for keep three hours. Yeah, so, if you keep eating. Uh, I'm here over. to announce we uh, we the John Wick universe. We're yeah. back. Yes, you missed us. We're back. Do you think it was a reshoot? Ooh ooh, <laughs> no. Yeah, because of and we'll get to this in obviously a few moments because of the smash cut to the desert. Because if we started in the desert. It would be uh, then I then I carry the trauma of John Wick three where I'm like the desert again. Oh. This is the thing. I think Jamie and I both agree that sort of the series low point, if if no there question, is one, no question, okay, is yeah. is when John goes to the desert in part. And they three. know that because this yeah. whole desert sequence is essentially them acknowledging that. <laughs> I have to say, uh, so so we cut to John Wick. He's on horseback. He's pursuing three other guys who yeah. they're they're horsebacking. They're they're horsing out of there for their lives. What's what's the term? <laughs> They're they're riding for their lives. Horseback riding? Uh, they're uh, oh man. They're wow. galloping for their Ooh, lives. Wow, there you go, galloping. And sure. and uh, I have to say, I thought this scene sort of diluted the John Wick brand a bit because I've never seen him miss so many times. Like mm. it took him about twenty shots to hit the first guy, and but th- but that's not really a problem when you're a man with unlimited bullets. <laughs> So I suppose, but, and also it kind of put Wick in a bad light because these guys have surrendered. Like they, <laughs> they don't want to start a fight with him. They're trying to get away. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's, he, it just shows how pissed he is yeah. about having cut off his finger in the third, having his finger cut off in the third one. You know, he's, he needs to get his ring back by any means necessary. This is a little side quest. I'm just uh, saying like if I had written this screenplay. Maybe instead of having Wick chase three guys on horseback and miss them a bunch of times, I would have written 30 guys on 30 mm. horses, and he he gets every single one in one shot. Kind of just like uh, a perfect shot. I think so. That because that rips through this collection of, of, of maybe, guys. Maybe even multiple guys with one mm, bullet. Yeah. Like he right. lines them up. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, not to segue, but I did just also rewatch Wanted, where Ooh. a lot of people are shot with a single bullet in like one shot. He should have been curving the bullets. He should have been curving, yeah. If John Wick, John Wick's one misstep is he's not (laughs) bullet curving. (laughs) Um, And uh, so John Wick uh, finds his guy. uh, Yeah, this guy. Okay, this, the the elder that uh, lives uh, or that exists above the table, uh, he's back. Uh, The the fans have been dying, (laughs) dying to know what the, The where is the elder? (laughs) They've been they've been screaming for it, yeah. uh, and I just what I like is that the original actor who portrayed the elder in the third one, 
he's like, I'm not coming back. Yeah. Uh, Everyone kind of knows, seemingly knew that that was not, that was the down point of the, of the third movie down point of the series. And uh, the actor. And and so like, they obviously wrote this scene where like, we got to like, just like acknowledge this, get this, get this elder that exists above the high table. And we got to wrap it up. We're not, we're not going to explain any more of this. So we got to wrap it up. And the, and then obviously the original actor was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Like, I, 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 he probably has better things to do. And so what I like is that they recast him, seemingly. What they you think? recast well, him? Well, no. So, I didn't so, so is it, it was a different person playing okay. the elder. Okay. But then instead of just being like, no, like, no one's going to be like, oh, uh, well, that's a different actor. And, you know, like, they're there watching John Wick. They're like, like, the elder before me. It's like, John Wick 3 happened, like, canonically, like, three weeks ago, maybe? <laughs> like, like you just, you can't just replace an elder and, like, have that tossed away, like, like the, the elder before me. It's like, just be the same elder. Anyways. I, I wouldn't have noticed. Exactly. It, it's, yeah. it has been years. Well, um, I mean, this is the benefit me. of me, me having rewatched the original trilogy. Right. Right before I was like, it's not my guy. That's not my elder. I mean, not my elder. <laughs> Hashtag not my elder. Yes. So the elder goes on a bit of a rant here. Uh, and basically, uh, after three paragraphs, uh, we learn that killing him will do nothing uh, it, it doesn't matter. They're, but they're really hand waving uh, the 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 previous movie's ominous establishment of the elder. They're like, ah, listen, <laughs> we were let's, wrong. Let's get going. We were wrong. But but John Wick has something to say in response. Uh, one of his few lines in the movie, he goes, "Yeah," and then he he stands up and he goes, "Not really," and then he shoots him in the head. Cut two. The late, great Lance Reddick uh, welcomes a guy into the continental of New York. Yes. Uh, The guy goes upstairs. This is Clancy Brown. Not just any guy. Yeah, we got, see, they've gone back to their John Wick 1 playbook. Right. Which was cast people from HBO shows. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And. uh, It's a good playbook. You know, I guess Michael Imperioli was filming uh, The White Lotus, (laughs) so they went to Carnival. Uh, a show in this role has been so a, a weird. A show of true legacy, and they went Clancy. Get in here. So wait, is this Clancy's first appearance in the series? Yeah, absolutely. I would have if you had told me now, he's the harbinger. <laughs> I you thought that he was a staple of the no, series. I'm no, so no, backwards. No, 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 no. He. Uh, this is his first appearance. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, he's the he's the harbinger, which is vague enough and specific enough at the same time, which is just like that line they like to ride. He's a man who lives by the code and will never violate it. He, uh, he's he's also used in like very, we'll get to it, but he's used in like slightly different ways throughout the movie. Hmm. Here he seems to just be a guy who brings a message. And an hour And he could have been the messenger. Right. Uh, but the harbinger, I guess he's the harbinger of this message. But yeah, his uh, his role, I was like, what is exactly is his play? Where, where does he stand in all this? Do you think Clancy Brown is a stage name? Because he looks like Clancy Brown. Like if, yeah. if I were to name that guy, his name is Clancy Brown. Yeah, he uh, I mean, he's an he's an icon. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I can tell you right now his real name is Clarence is what I'm finding. Ooh. Out. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, uh, to his friends and to to us, because we're all his friends. Yeah, uh, he's Clancy. Okay. And that's just the way it is. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So he goes upstairs, he tells Ian McShane that uh, he's got an hour before the Continental is demolished. <laughs> <laughs> They've already set the charges, apparently. Or I guess it takes them an hour to set them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, they Yeah, they really get cooking, because within that hour, 
Everything goes bango. He, uh, Ian McShane, you know, looks over the paperwork. He doesn't seem to... Everything uh, seems up to code here. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's like, okay, I guess it's going to blow up. So uh, we'll evacuate the hotel and we'll go meet you in another building. Yeah, uh, uh, I thought, like, yeah, I remember in... I thought, I mean, maybe they were trying to establish this. I thought that was going to be an, just another, another room in the uh, Continental that... Uh, uh, revealed itself. It was like in the in the third movie, they just had endless amounts of space. He kept on revealing new glass rooms. And right. So I thought this was just certainly the next floor above where we had our final battle, the third one. But no, we were in a, a different location. So maybe we were we would be shocked when they when they oh. cut to the explosion. Oh, that was supposed to be like a maybe. twist. I don't know. They didn't they didn't establish the other building element of it all. Yeah. So maybe they wanted a little. But you know, we knew. It, it it I think they could have done that better, and I think that would have been cool. But I it didn't register for me. I just mm, assumed yeah. that they had evacuated. Yeah, I think they maybe they should have cut the line evacuate the hotel, you know, and then they're just walking, and then they're in another. Yeah. Also, like, uh, like hundreds of people die in John Wick. <laughs> Why are you going out of your way to be like, oh, listen, we're not going <laughs> to kill the, the people. Like, just blow them all up. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like why is your why is your like narrative morality kicking in this moment? You know, the Assassin League has a code, okay, and they only want to kill people if they're being paid. I, I guess, guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. So they go to another building with a great view of the Continental blowing up. Ooh, yeah. To meet up with that's our, New York real estate. That's <laughs> no joke. With our true villain, uh, Bill Skarsgård. Yes. The face of the shadow organization that's been hunting Wick this whole time. Is the, that right? The Marquis Vincent de Gramont. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's going to be our our lead bad. Um, and I I wanted a little more. You wanted more wanted Bill. wanted more from him. Yeah. I, I, I think that we need to remember here that we're in the John Wick universe. And... Yeah. The element of uh, kind of over the top silliness was, I think, a little missing in his character. Hmm. I, I, you know, he's just some smug, jerk, European accented guy in a suit. Have you seen that before? I wanted them. I wanted him to go full Barry Lyndon. Yeah, you know, like you're you're a marquee, right? Like like you're gonna call him the marquee. He's gonna be part of the high table, which we've never seen. Yeah, now's your chance to really put a a unique spin on the high table and the people at the high table. Get him in a big big wig. Yeah, you know, powdered he- face. <laughs> uh, you know those high high socks. Right. Like, why like why is he just a guy in a suit? I I wanted a little more. Uh, true character to that character. Yeah, maybe they could have leaned a bit more into the like the high status yeah. prissy French guy. Like he should always be eating something that like we could never even dream of touching. You know, <laughs> like like just someone's always serving him like you know like the heart of the last dinosaur. You know, like so, just just something. Like I I just he was just a little too like I'm a guy in a suit who likes power. Right. Sup. Yeah, it almost felt like a sort of placeholder for the actual Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Um, so, anywho, to show us he means business, he kills Lance Reddick. Yes. I mean, and the question will remain, was this decision pushed forth by any sort of, uh, you know, health issues that Lance Reddick was going through? Obviously, he passed away right before the movie premiered. Uh, he's one of the one of the goats. Yes. We love him. Yes. Um, 
And uh, but at least they got to uh, give him a an impactful moment as his last moment that involved in the series. That's true. Um, he was such a key ingredient to uh, the continental element of the trilogy uh, of the first three trilogy tr- movies. Yeah, and I guess that this movie, reflecting on it, doesn't really. Many, none of it really takes place at the Continental, other than a couple of scenes. So, his place, his 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 ingredient wasn't maybe as needed for it. But uh, I'm just glad that uh, we don't get any kind of like you know he was he's not going to be he wasn't intended to be used further. Right. They could give him that kind of an important moment of uh, audience kind of shock, and then yeah. also have a little moment of respect uh, towards the end. There, you know, I, I think it might have been cool if he had, like, gone out on his own terms, like, maybe some kind of sacrifice, but also you can't immediately, like, have a leg up on Bill Skarsgård. You must establish his dominance. Yes, you, you the, if you're not going to dress him like Barry Lyndon, you got to <laughs> have him take out this, one of our faves. This is the next best thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, it turns out uh, Bill Skarsgård very unhappy with Wick's behavior. This is a warning shot, essentially. Yeah. Uh, they're going to find him. They're going to kill him. That's unprecedented. <laughs> They've never tried to do that before. <laughs> this time it's going to work. Yeah. Okay? This and time it's personal. You know why it's going to work? Why? Because they have recruited Donnie Yen. Yes. Uh, in his contractual uh, established uh, I play blind characters in North American <laughs> movies. Uh, and that's that. Right. And um, Donnie Yen is um, famously anti-democracy, we've learned. Uh, uh, yeah. I hates mean, there's people de- There's definitely voting. a number of uh, Chinese uh, Hong Kong-based uh, stars like Jackie yeah. Chan and sure. whatnot, uh, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I am in no way saying that he is right, uh, but... I just want to throw out there, based yeah, on listening. his... I'm listening. Where are you going with this? <laughs> based on his incredible, Ugh. absolutely staggering skill yes. in this movie, yeah. I just think maybe we should hear him out. Maybe he knows what's up. If, he, if he's this good at blind martial arts, just, maybe he's got a couple of ideas of how uh, we should maybe run uh, the government. Let's just listen to what he's got to yeah, say. That's I all know. I'm saying. He wears that turtleneck really nice. So uh, There's got to be a reason. Like, this guy isn't dumb. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, there's got to be something there. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, cut to Japan. Okay, cut to specifically Osaka. Um, and this is going to be one of the few times where I'm going to mention that uh, they are shooting somewhere I've been. Whoa. So the, they shot, uh, the establishing shots of, the, of Osaka is in the uh, Osaka night market. Uh, and I've walked around and had a couple of gyoza. <laughs> Uh, in that stretch in Osaka. So I just want to... It was good to see it again. Did you feel like they accurately reflected the number of assassins and, like, you know, seedy things going on? Um, You know, they definitely uh, captured the neon. Yeah. Um, and they definitely captured uh, the amount of random nunchuck battle that you would see <laughs> kind of walking around. Right. But uh, Just in the day-to-day. But, you know, a little... Ar- uh, you know, artistic license was probably taken, you know. One artistic license uh, thing uh, is the introduction of Mr. Nobody, uh, who we meet here. Uh, Mr. Nobody's going to be uh, sort of almost a chaotic neutral presence. Yeah, almost just kind of just like floating around the scene, rarely down in in the muck. Um, Also, and I want your take on this, Nick. Yeah, Um, yeah. 
the, the name Mr. Nobody, that is the name of Kurt Russell's character in the Fast and Furious franchise, one of the biggest franchises in the world. And it's just like, you couldn't, like, just just pure nobody would have been fine. But to go Mr. Nobody, you know, I feel like that's that's infringing on Kurt Russell. I, I, I like your idea. Cut the Mr., keep the nobody. Yeah, it's, nobody. It's cleaner. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, so do that. He, he can never quite decide how much killing John Wick is worth. That's kind of his biggest problem. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. Okay, so he's like, I'm not going to do it for $14 million. <laughs> it's like, excuse what me? Do you, what do you need to buy? What, like, what is the difference between 14 and like $21 million? Like, I, like you're going you're gonna to be good to go. You're going to have your dog food he always, and your sick shotguns for $14 million. He like, already what? has everything he could ever want. Like, he is outfitted to the nines with every weapon imaginable. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, like, you're long. You should be called Mr. Green. Imagine saying no. Say no, $14 million is not enough for anything. He should anything. be called someone, someone Mr. Comes no. Up to, someone comes up to you, Nick. Yeah. They're like, they, they, have, they have any task. Yeah. And they're like, I'll give you $14 million for yeah. it. You're going to be like, no, I, I would only do that for 20. Like, like, yeah. And he only goes up in increments of one or two. So it's like, it's like if I said no, but I'll do it for 50. And then it's, and then like, what? yeah, we'll, we'll get quibbling? to his final, we'll get to his final number, but we'll have to talk about what we think that he, why he wanted the higher number and what that difference, what he was going to use that it, difference to, it, to accomplish. Cause his, it's really, it's not a big difference once you're in that yeah, many million. Once you, once I, you know, my rule. Once yep. you've made it past five mil, <laughs> just just stop. Good. Just stop. <laughs> just you've got it. You know, buy buy property, buy a lake house. I just think, Mister Nobody, if you're listening, you're getting in your own way, yeah. and you just need to say yes to the first offer because yeah. you have the skills. You could have taken it. You were there at you, any point. You had him in Osaka, yeah. honey. <laughs> Anywho, okay, um, we're establishing the. Uh, Osaka Continental. Yes, and uh, Wick is uh, hiding out there. He has a very heartfelt chat with uh, Shimazu okay. Koji. If you're going to bring up that John Wick is at the Osaka Continental, then I have to bring up one of my big questions. Okay. Why is he at the Osaka Continental? That man, <laughs> that man took a direct flight from New York to uh, the Casablanca deserts yeah. to murder uh, this, this elder gentleman. Right. Why is he taking a return flight to Osaka? I think he is it the fact that he did he did he we'll, we'll talk this out together. Okay. Did he hear about the New York Continental getting explosioned? Probably. And then he's like, I gotta go to the other Continental. But he like, why did he go to Osaka? Why didn't he go back to our friend in uh, Italy, uh, Franco Nero uh, in John Wick Chapter Two? This is you know I just watched it. Yeah. Uh, he's got friends. I just like. There's a lot of continentals. He just is like, I got, it just seemed like that he was like, I gotta be in, you know what? I'm feeling like Osaka's the place to be. Wasn't he eating? Maybe he just wanted that fine dining oh, experience. I mean, I mean, there's, there's few greater food places in the world than Osaka. Well, so. then I think we found our answer. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know what? Uh, I, they're going to probably uh, try to kill me here with a thousand men, but uh, these, uh, these dumplings. <laughs> if I die uh, with a dumpling dish, in my tummy. Uh, yeah, this tackle yeah. you know. Yeah. Um he has this conversation uh with uh, Shimazu Koji and he says to him, You and I left a good life a long time ago, my friend. Ooh, good work. <laughs> and I am not making this up. Yeah. This is John Wick's longest line in the entire movie. I just said it. 
There was an article about this. He says 380 words across the course of this movie. And the longest thing he says is a single sentence. Okay? Take I mean, that in. I mean, I think that's just them kind of flexing on us, you know? Like like, you know, we we're they know we're all in it. We're all in this together now. It, it's, and we don't need we don't need to hear him explain like what is he going to say? I'm going to kill you. You know, like, like we know, we know he's going to do it. But every time he opened his mouth, it was so like funny and and nice. Like, I mean, that's just, they, I think they've, they've caught the right vibe, uh, uh, in terms of the John Wick character where, uh, there's, you know, a cartoonish element to (laughs) the Keanu Reeves kind of being this assassin mm. and, you know, the kind of like the, the history of Keanu Reeves and the understand kind of like the cultural kind of idea of his acting ability. Yeah. And I think that just having him almost play into that for the first three movies and then take that to the like nth degree where like he only pops a hotline every now and then mm. uh, in his kind of classic drawl, mm. uh, you know, I, I think that they're just, uh, they, f- they figured it out. Yeah, you think this is the right number of words for I Keanu think, Reeves? I think in the fourth film of this franchise, it's the right number of words. Okay, I think, I think that they've they've, I think that they've, you know, harnessed the the depth of his character enough over these three movies. Like I, I don't think we're gonna crack any new there's, ground. There's nothing else to say. There isn't. <laughs> is there? Do you think there is? I don't think there is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we know everything we need to know about him. I think uh-huh. that, I think that like for the most part, he's just repeating himself. He's just like <laughs> I. Did this for the memory of my wife, and I'm going to kill you. And that's just the end of the discussion. I, you know? Why you, say more? When you put it that way, I would rather he shut up than keep saying the same thing over and over. Uh, you know what? I think, uh, and we'll get to this, we'll get to this in the future, this, this p- p- potential John Wick 5. Yeah. I think you have him say nothing. <laughs> I do. I do. Why not? I think you're right. I think you have him say absolutely nothing. What? Yeah, like, he's... Uh, dead now. Um, well, spoiler. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, right, right. Sorry. Let me look. Uh, I didn't look at the writing down there close enough. The punctuation is very important mm, on yes, this yes, podcast. Yes. Uh, so maybe he comes back with severe injuries to his vocal cords somehow. Yeah. Or, yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, or he or he just doesn't have anything to say. He's just I've done. been there. Yeah. You know, or I'm just like, ah, I'm taking the day off. It is interesting, though, just to touch on this article for a second. The film's co-screenwriter, Michael Finch, told Mm -hmm. the Wall Street Journal, it's a shock when you work with Keanu how how dedicated he is to not speaking. (laughs) And I think that is the nicest possible way to say that. Yeah. Wow, he's really dedicated to not doing a thing. This conversation has this funny tone of it's, like, kind of heartwarming. He, he, the, the Continental owner is, like, um... Not even you can kill everyone, John Wick. <laughs> Which I thought was... Gonna, gonna try. One of the best lines in the movie. He's just so nice to him. Yeah. And that's the nicest he can be in that moment. It's like, you gotta give up, John. Not even you can kill everyone. Um, the uh, other bad guy shows up uh, with Donnie Yen. This um, very sort of uh, sculpted, square-jawed he, man. The leader of the goon squad. The leader of the goon squad. Does he have a name? His name is... Chidi. Okay. Uh, is it spoken out loud? Well, that's for that's for God to decide. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. Um, but there, a massive fight ensues after a lot of "Don't do this." Uh, I think I'm gonna. I'm I'm forced to. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't want to, but I have to. You don't do this. I'm. I won't do it if you don't. 
Uh, can we also talk about how the loyalty that John Wick has accrued over Ooh, the years? Apparently, people love this guy. People, he, people who are his friend would do anything for him. I have friends. You yeah. and I are friends. Yeah. I don't know if like like I don't know if I would be like I will defend uh, the uh, to certain death. Yeah. These guys, the, like everyone from getting to you. I definitely wouldn't for you. Yeah. I no, don't. I don't and, blame you. But and this is just like. <laughs> One of many people who are like, John Wick's the greatest man. And then you kind of smash cut to, to John Wick, Keanu, and he's just kind of like, hey. And you're like, okay. <laughs> he's yeah. not contributing a lot to the friendship. No, I mean, he I mean, stays at your house. I he mean, eats he's, your food. He's done, he's done, maybe he's done a lot of his friendship establishing before the movie, before the series starts. <laughs> you can just imagine. But like, yeah, because he has got some real friendships. Even Donnie Yen, the man like who is like, has to kill him or else his daughter will die. He's yeah. like, He's a really good guy, though. I love I Johnny. Want to. Yeah, don't. I don't want to make. I could walk him up some stairs, though. What do you? So, th- what do you think John has done before this movie that would make him that good of a friend? Like you know, a couple of rides to the airport. Uh, he de- <laughs> at least he definitely helped them move into the Osaka Continental. <laughs> he definitely he, he, he drove he drove the, the he drove the cube van. He was like, <laughs> I'll do it. Fine. Uh, he no, woke up. He woke no, up. No, he was happy a- about it. Okay. He wasn't he w- even grudging. Well, sure. He woke up at 7 a.m. because, you know, he's like, I'll, I'll wake up this early for my, be done. for my friends here in Osaka and I'll, I'll drive the Q van. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. Really? <laughs> but uh, he's, de- you know, definitely, uh, definitely some rides to the airport. He's definitely driven some friends. He's put in the work. Yeah, he's, he's, he's put in the work. And this yeah. is where it all pays off. So a uh, big fight happens. Donnie Yen, just unbelievable skills here. Yeah. Uh, he Establishing uses- his character. Yes. He uses uh, what looks like some sort of high technology, but it's actually just like a motion detecting uh, doorbell thing. Yeah, you can probably buy that at Home Depot. Yeah, because yeah. he's got like 12 of them. Yeah. They're, they're cheap. Oh, yeah. uh, and he sets them up and then he's able to kill everyone because he knows that they've walked past them. It's great stuff. He does that and he kills them. And then throughout the movie, he also kills everyone without the help of these things. <laughs> So, uh, were they were they needed? Uh, who knows? Who's to say? Maybe he was having an off day. I mean, well, he, he's emo- you know it's he's emotional. It's been a little while, and he's kind of reluctant. He's eating food. They're like, "Are you gonna get to work?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll do it." Yeah. And then he whips out the door. So maybe that's just kind of on his off days. He uses the doorbell machines. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't feeling himself. But I agree. He should have brought them back. There should have been different doorbell sounds. And it should it should be like, we haven't seen him in a while. And, and someone's walking and all of a sudden they hear the doorbell sound. <laughs> and it's kind of like the ominous, like, like, like killer kind of like doo-doo, doo-doo, like the Jaws theme where it's like, uh-oh, the, the yeah. little ding. Or it just gets a little bit more complex every time. It's like... The first one, obviously, was the classic ding-dong, but maybe, you know, in the future, it's like... expand the brand. Expand the brand. You know? Build yourself a famous theme. The Continental Boss's daughter... Yeah, played by pop star Rina Sawayama. Boy, does she look like a pop star. Yeah, she's got a great face for Very dramatic. Very compelling. And held her own. Yeah, well, say. she stabs a guy as he's trying to get up the stairs on all fours. Yeah. She just keeps stabbing him. I I, I do like that uh, she her character was very much the one like, don't do this. Like <laughs> like if you do this, we're gonna have to have a really sick, awesome fight. So please don't do this, Dad. Don't don't do make the decision that will yield a really amazing multi level, multi weapon, <laughs> multi person fight. And you and you know as the audience member, you're like, sorry, hun. Ugh. I. Uh, 
Uh, knowing knowing what we know, I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to get down and dirty. I get the sense John hasn't helped her move. Well, yeah, yeah. He Well, I mean, obviously, his best friend game was in, like, the 80s. He, you know? The, 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 the late 80s, early 90s, when John Wick was really getting those friend points. Before he went full-time uh, assassin. Yeah, he yeah. You had to build the groundwork. But, uh, but once Akira, Rina Sawayama's character, was born, uh, he had already kind of... He had he'd established with his friends in Osaka, he, you know, so she doesn't have the same affinity for him. They go upstairs. These uh, glass panes return for an encore performance. You know, bring him, bring bring back the hits. They're playing the hits in this one. Do you think they spent... Wait, okay, so in John Wick 3, we saw the magic of these glass panes. Yes. Was that in New York? Yes, that was oh, at the okay. Continental. That was... The, that was uh, the pre-final battle uh, right. between the two with the, the two guys from the raid movies, yeah, um, and where they just kept tossing through through glass, and you know uh, what, so when good. it works, you know why stop? I mean, I always think of the John Wicks as sort of like just an excuse to make the most elaborate fight choreography demo reel. I and mean, I, I don't think anyone would. I don't even think they would argue with you. No, that that's their their intent, and uh, glass panes that just exist for the sole purpose of throwing yeah. people through them. You know, it doesn't get much more action movie demo reel than that yeah yeah absolutely um, uh but this time they've got nunchucks <laughs> and they've got a big old drum which i think uh john should get into um percussion because he expertly uh deploys some hits on this big drum is there anything he can't do he probably definitely played bass in a band in New York in like the early uh, early eighties. Well, that's how they all met. Some sort of like uh, they were in a band, yeah, art pop band. They're yeah. like, we love the Talking Heads. Yeah, and John was like, cool. Then he helped them move. Then he became cool. an assassin. Yeah. yeah, the story as the story goes. <laughs> yeah. So the owner of the Continental fights Donnie Yun, and and Yun keeps uh, warning him. He's like, listen, take care of your daughter. Don't die by my hand. You're forcing my hand here. And his response is, that's what I'm doing. And then uh, he dies. Yeah, yeah. He 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 had a lot of opportunity to really like be like, you know what? I've had a long run. I'm gonna I'm gonna go hang out, uh, you know, over uh, over at the bar. But no, man's got to have a code. Um, Wick uh, manages to escape. Uh, he's left a huge path of discretion. I think he should have known, you know, this was gonna happen. But anyways, he's on the subway. Um, the Continental's owner, the, the Continental owner boss who just died, his daughter comes onto the subway. She's like, why did you do this? She she said, I need my own spinoff. Yeah. This is the backdoor pilot. If Keanu doesn't come back, this is our new Wick, I suppose. Wick has a chat with Ian McShane. And this was the first movie that I would noticed compared because I had to look this up after and find his real height. But compared to everyone else, Ian McShane is like short in this movie, and they mm. shoot him short in a way that he they hadn't really before. Yeah, um, he had really given been given kind of uh, this like grand elder status in the first movies, right? But like he is looks like five foot six on a good day talking to people who are towering above him he uh, and he, i loved it he plays the character as though the character is eight feet tall yes yes yeah so to see to see that not be quite the case i was had never noticed it before sure sure he has some uh, advice for wick which i think is uh very good here. kill more people <laughs> no he oh, says shit. he says hercules had his hydra for everyone you kill they'll just replace them Basically. Yes. So, um, unless you beat French Bill Skarsgård in a duel, which has been a rule in this universe the whole time. Everyone knew it. We're just mentioning it now. (laughs) Yeah, the uh, the old ways. 
Yeah. Mm. So if you can apparently get uh, someone from your family crest. But you have to be part of a family that's involved in the high table. So the new rule is if you have a family crest and you go to someone within that family. Demand satisfaction. Demand satisfaction and they sanction the duel and you kill the person in a duel, then Every single bad thing you've done to the organization is forgotten and you can move on with your life. I think you can get what, like, I think it's open to what getting whatever you want by, I think each duel has its own rewards. I think you okay. can be like, well, for this duel, I want this, this, this. And you kind of like almost co-sign the, the, <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little piece of paper that says, well, I want this and I want that. And Wick has been so elusive that in theory, he can probably get any duel sanctioned because it'll be their best shot at taking him out. Well, no, because Bill, Bill Skarsgård was like, uh, well, he, he's not part of a family. He can't just sanction a duel with me. So he doesn't want that. But, but then, but his hand is forced. I, th- I think he gets the idea that. Well, well he, he makes the best of it or he tries to. Okay. By taking over Paris. Okay. Okay. So, so yes. cut to speaking of Bill Skarsgård, watching a bunch of women on horses with swords uh, gallivant about. Oh, yeah. Well, as one does. What, what do you do with your Saturdays? <laughs> Can you explain what that was, Jamie? Uh, I mean, I think that this was them trying to give a little spice to his character uh, and be like, uh, in his kind of, again, his marquee world, yeah. uh, we've got the kind of the wickness of uh, of everyone is doing some sort of like training to be killers, I just, but it's just under the different guise of your character trope. I just think that they should have brought it back. If you're going to establish women on horses with swords, that should be like the penultimate boss. It's one of the 10 rules of cinema. Maybe it's also a backdoor pilot for a spinoff? Women on horses with swords? We've got to spin off every element of this this movie. (laughs) Every part of this movie is pure gold. Um, So uh, Wick goes off to find his family. Yes. Ugh, ugh, yeah. He nearly gets hung. Yeah, this, this is the set. This part of the movie was a little long in the tooth. They're like, you know what? You know what you've come to John Wick for? A dialogue and like plot. And it's just like mythology. No. The thing about John Wick that, um, I think holds me back Mm -hmm. from being like its greatest fan is it thinks that we care about the rules of this of this elaborate assassin world, which we all know is just made up and convenient depending on what the story needs. I'm going to push back on you, okay. back on that a little bit. Yeah. I think that, that there's a lot of examples where the exact thing that you're describing there is nailed and is fun and interesting. Okay. Uh, it's just that that has, that's that kind of, that lore has to really tie in to this kind of thrust of this John Wick action progress and when you when you slow it down uh and when you kind of you go to this like church and then they're talking about like you know what his family and and kind of just like this like slow idea of 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 their their kind of history and their their family lore it's just like i i don't know if we really needed this much just be like well if you want me to do that guess what you have to do Go do that. And we're we're out of there. They could have have probably shredded 10 minutes of the movie and just cut to him about to be hung, (laughs) in my opinion. That would have been fun. Or just, like, have someone just be like, you know, like, like you have to go to Berlin. You have to kill this guy first to get your crest. So, John heads to uh, this poker game. 
Um, the guy he has to kill is uh, the owner of a nightclub, I guess. I th- he's just a bad. He's just a, a general bad guy. Just a general bad guy. Yeah, yeah. We don't need. He, we don't know much more. He, his name is Killa with an A. Okay. Um, so he shows up to play a little round of poker with this guy. Donnie Yun is also there. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Nobody joins the table. Why not? You know, let's bring them all. Let's bring just them have all them all there. And uh, they're all very good at poker. It turns out, like. Each of them get successively uh, greater and greater poker hands somehow. Well, it's just like they're really catching this whole poker thing. It kind of it's it's rising uh, popularity. You know, <laughs> we, no one is has has had poker on 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 screen like this uh, ever. So, really, a fresh fresh idea for the series to do, especially five card draw. It's yeah. not even Texas Hold'em. And then, like, w- in, uh, anyways, this this whole sequence before the fight was a little long-winded for me as well. Yeah, just cut to John, like, bursting into this nightclub. It's like, they want to establish that this guy's, like, a bad guy that he'll cheat. But he's not even a good cheater because he he invents a hand. Uh, He he ends up having five of a kind. He has five twos. And I just love how, like... (laughs) I do like how uh, in the John Wick universe, everyone who plays poker has the greatest hand. The greatest possible one hand. The, if there's f- four players playing, they have the top four hands ever. They must ever. have been cheating. I mean, I mean. Was it all cheaters at the table? But they had such disdain for him cheating. Yeah. So they were all just like insanely lucky. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I was just like, let's, let's get to a little action because Killa is played by Scott Adkins, who is a direct to video action maven. Oh, uh, yeah. He, uh, along, uh, so in the third movie, Mark Cascos is the, plays Zero, the okay. bad guy. Okay. And, uh, along with being the Iron Chef, uh, the, the, the head guy, the Iron Chef TV show, he is a nineties, uh, kind of like low, lower budget action movie kind of maven staple. And so I do like now kind of looking at the different kind of nooks and crannies of the action genre and kind of pulling people up into this kind of place because, you know, Scott Atkins isn't making like, you know, uh, the finest art film, but he is choreographing some kick-ass fights. John Wick is a platform to collaborate with the greatest To bring people whose whose craft of action uh, choreography and action performing doesn't maybe get the wide release respect that uh, sure. just, you know it usually deserves. But he can or, elevate them. Yeah, he can, he can bring them on here and say, "Here, show us what you got." Um, right. And so they said, uh, "Come over here, show us what you got." Oh, by the way, you're wearing a fat suit, <laughs> which I think was a strong choice. Yeah, you know uh, what? It, it was. It was that, exactly. Do you think he's going to win an Oscar for this? Uh, as uh, best supporting actor, uh, just because he put on the the fat suit. And... I mean, uh, it's been established. Uh, one one yields the other. So they have a fight in the club, which no one is surprised by. Everyone keeps dancing, no matter what. Well, the, yeah, this is just the uh, the kind of taking that because uh, they've been slowly building and building the the sheer fact that no one pays attention to the world of John Wick right. surrounding the action of John Wick. Yeah. And I think that this is just the culmination yeah. uh, of that. It was Shades of Wick 1 to me because he does yeah. he does a similar thing in Wick 1 where... Well, and in Wick 2, he, he's through the... cat Like, he, that club where uh, huh? he's just... They, like, people are just getting their rave on. Right, right. And people are getting shot in the head left, right, and they're just like, but this beat is so sick. I, I like... This idea when the assassins feel like they kind of need to be quiet and they're like, 
you know, trying to hide in the shadows mm-hmm. and kill each other in yeah. this setting. But here I felt like they just kind of threw caution to the wind and didn't give half a shit. And no one, it turns out you don't need to be cautious when you're trying to do this because no one cares. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, uh, cause there was in this, in Shawmuk 2, Wick and Common were trying to like subtly shoot at each other oh, on the so subway. Good. Yeah. Um, but I now, think that's my favorite scene in the whole series. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that's, yeah, that's one of the highlights for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, this scene presupposes that they could have just like, you know, thrown, thrown a bomb off and people would have been like, oh, well, I'm just going to go uh, on my commute. In the Wikiverse, yes. there must be a lot of just constant fights between assassins and no one can do anything about it. And it has just no, become Can they do something of... about it or do they not even notice? Like, is it so <laughs> prevalent? It's just like, you know, when I walk out and, you know, oh, the squirrels are, are fighting or, you know, like oh, the bus is late. It's that like, oh, must be what it is. It's kind of like, it's a little inconvenient, but just, you know, I've, I've got so many things on my plate today yeah. that can't really give this my time and my energy and my emotion. <laughs> the you know? police don't care. I yeah. mean, what else is new? Well, <laughs> but a <laughs> cab. But uh, you know, there are there are more than one scene in this movie where they're fighting in public and it's just whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's the that's just the established tone. And I think this movie was just like, uh, in case you were wondering, here it is at eleven. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Wick uh, falls from a great Ooh. height. Yeah. Doesn't matter. No, he, no. He well, falls a lot. I mean, he falls out. a lot. He gets shot a lot. Uh, yeah. He gets uh, stabbed a lot. He gets slashed a lot. But particularly in this movie, I think he keeps falling from greater and greater heights, and it seems to matter less and less. Yes. Like, he kind of had to at least get up and dust himself off from this one. Later on, he falls from, like, the top floor of a hotel, doesn't even wipe yeah, himself off. Yeah, we're, we're getting... We're, I'm going to get ahead of myself, but the end... John Wick's final moments in this, in this movie... I wasn't expecting because he survived so much at this to that point. He should have just. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, no, he got shot in yeah. his like in his side. Whatever, that's I've nothing. seen. I've, that's literally nothing. He fell out. Of he hotel. should be dead a thousand times <laughs> over at this point. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So yeah. So he falls. Yeah. And this like he like he falls at the end of uh, John Wick three as well. Mm. Hits like viciously hits like cars and like signposts and stuff yeah. and like d- disappears. And so he fell here again like. This is cracking everyone's spine, but not our boy. He must have like an adamantium skeleton or something. Well, it's it's you know what they probably could say. This guy he's got some sort of like special suit jacket that not only stops every bullet, but like be, makes some sort of some sort of like it's got a nice cushion scientific in there. padding. Yeah, that like we don't really notice, but it's the perfect kind of bracing of yeah. your body. John John Wick is actually like incredibly skinny and when he puts on the suit it it makes him yeah. look like he's sort yeah. of of average build, not average build, amazing build. Yo, but yeah. <laughs> cheers Keanu. Anyways, uh so he kills the guy, dual yeah. sh- sanction. Finally, they both uh, burn there's each a lot of waterfalls. Don't forget the uh, Let's not forget the waterfalls. You know, uh you know, there you go. <laughs> they uh, he goes back. Uh, everyone's happy. They burn each other's arms as a hot. Yep. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, the duel has been decided. It's going to happen. All that's left is to determine the terms of the duel. Yes. So to do that, obviously, you go to a big uh, place in Paris. Uh, very. Uh, the bigger the art, the higher the duel stakes. That's exactly. What I've, that's what I've heard. They they uh, sit across from each other, Bill Skarsgård and Keanu, and they flip these big metal oh, cards. Oh, right. Sorry. I was, yes. They, uh, I was thinking about when uh, Ian McShane 
met with Bill Skarsgård in the museum. This this you're yeah. talking about is when they uh, established the terms in that card flipping scene at the Eiffel Tower. I, I am probably skipping over one or two scenes. It was hard for me to keep them completely straight in my mind. There was also a scene where Mr. Nobody had to like drag his hand out of a knife. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't. Oh yeah. That was a bad plan on Skarsgård's part. Yeah. You you want this guy? You're like you you're my guy. I want to hire you. I'm going to incapacitate you. And then you you hit him with this bullshit of like if you pull the knife out, then it means you're a bad guy. And I'm <laughs> gonna kill you but if you pull your hand out of the knife then it means you're a good guy and i'm not gonna kill you <laughs> yeah um don't, don't do that to the guy who's supposed to kill the guy yeah, that's like, trying like, to kill you are you like that's his probably his gun finger you that's know his freaking gun finger you know he he's, want... but he's able to use his hands pretty well after that you know what you know what i will say after if i rip my my hand out of a knife like that yeah i'm asking for a few more millions you know what I mean? That, that then I'm I then think, I'm, on, I'm bored with with uh, Mister Nobody on that I, one. I I think it's justified at that yeah. point. Um, the with the health system in in the U.S. where I assume he's from. <laughs> yeah, that's probably how much it would cost. Well, we don't know where he's from. He's Mister Nobody. <laughs> okay, there's probably good health care then. Wherever. Uh, well, wherever he is, he's wherever they have they have uh, dogs. That's that's all we can really tell. Okay, so I, w- I won't even make assumptions about that, but I think he did uh, deserve a bit more money after that. Anyways, they go to decide the terms of the duel. They're yeah. flipping over big, expensive metal cards. I want these cards. Uh, this I like this. Yeah. Uh, I like this is the type of lore in the John Wick movies that works for me. It's a fun game that you can play at home. It kind of yeah. makes sense. Whoever it's, flips the higher number gets to decide one of the terms. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are we doing tonight? Well, let's, let's <laughs> flip these cards. Uh, you know, location... Uh, um, you know, types of weapon. Types of well, hey, which Bill wanted blades. Why did he? But think... he's not. He remember he's not fighting. Donnie no, is, and Donnie Yen carved people up in the first. Oh, that is movie. true. So the first he, movie, the first scene. He was trying to pave the way for Donnie to yeah. have an easy fight with Wick because yeah. Wick's specialty is guns, not knives. Yeah, he was probably also gonna be like, and both people must be blind, but he didn't get to that <laughs> one yet. But uh, I, yeah, I liked it. I like setting it at the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, uh, I, you know, like I said, uh, if you're going to be John Wick and you're going to go to these locations, go to these. Uh, kind of these these cities go and use them you know yes um you know if you're you know if you're gonna go to berlin uh i mean i guess they tore the wall down but it would have been sweet if they had an action scene <laughs> along that um but uh, you know if you're gonna go to paris i think that they really you had to have something at the eiffel tower you had to have at the you know the all these other locations they yeah. they they made the most of going there i think i just can't wait till wick comes to toronto and he's on the top of that that cn tower yeah you know? yeah Ugh. um we've got we've got we're gonna have we at the end of this we should have a quick discussion about what we foresee in the future yes because uh, i've got a few ideas the future of wick yeah so uh they flip the metal cards it's gonna... that's the harbinger returns clancy brown yes he's back in here it's decided that they are going to uh have pistols at dawn yeah uh donnie's gonna sub in for bill and they're going to fight outside a big church. Oh yeah, Sacre Coeur. So yeah, so this um, there's a few locations in there that I was like, been there, been there, been there. Mm. Obviously, uh, you've got the Eiffel Tower. Yep. You've got the Arc de Triomphe, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. You've got the steps up to Sacre Coeur, which we steps. Yeah, have we both walked these steps? Yes. Yeah, Oof. we've both been there. Uh, and you, there's one shot with the uh, uh, the Moulin Rouge in the background. Mm. I was like, been there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so not more than just four badass chicks in the Moulin Rouge there now. <laughs> more than that. They should have gone inside. That would have been I, a good... Yes, Nick. Uh, <laughs> why are we spending time at a, like, 
blank rave in Berlin when we could have an action scene in the Mulan. Yeah. Hello, spoiler nation. This is where the app goes haywire. The rest of the app is just my mic. You can still hear jams, uh, but not nearly as well as me. Uh, again, apologies. I'm looking into how to make sure this never happens again. And also my voice sucks right now. Uh, so this is not the best episode in terms of audio across the board. Uh, but, uh, you know, we do our best here at no spoilers and we'll do better moving forward. Thank you so much. So, uh, Wick goes through a uh, little tunnel. I think maybe he should have oh, just... But this is when, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's like, you know, I gotta be in this movie for at least a couple seasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I flew... To France. To give you... To give you a gun. How did he get that on the plane? Uh, how did he get to France? Because <laughs> as far as I can remember, he's excommunicado. That's how true. Are either, how is John Wick, how is any one of these guys that are excommunicado <laughs> being able to fly across the globe when the high table seems to have their little fingers and everything? I honestly don't think excommunicado means that much. I feel like a lot of people are excommunicado. I'm I'm sorry, day, but on a bad day, we all feel a little excommunicado. <laughs> they're they're diluting the brand of excommunicado. I mean, th- yes, all, these men are excommunicado, and they seem to be globe trotting. Globe trotting. Yeah. If you book your flight through kayak, yeah. and you choose you the cheapest on, one, but you have to click on the little the, 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 the excommunicado. Are you excommunicado? <laughs> yeah, yes, no, yes. It's Are you like, okay? Built into the website. Yeah, it's built into the website. <laughs> you. If you can access Kayak from the dark web, then that box will appear. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, they show up. Uh, Fishburne uh, gives him his new bulletproof suit. He also gives him a gun with a big knife in it. They take a trip through an underground tunnel. I think maybe they should have just stayed in this tunnel because uh, there's no problems down there. Until dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why do you need to leave this very safe tunnel? It's, yeah, uh, why get out at the uh, Arc de Triomphe? <laughs> the most populated. The most, most, most populated place in the world. Yeah. Or not in the world, but uh, definitely car-wise. They ask Wick, what do you want on your tombstone, just in case? Oh, yeah. And then Keanu's like, well, I haven't spoken in like an hour. I better say yeah. something. And I think he ends... Loving husband. L- loving husband. Loving husband. Um, Okay. I think that's the first time in the movie we've heard that he is a husband. Now uh, we're in Paris. We're in Paris. We're, we're on the streets. Yeah. And I think we, I, th- I hope that you'll agree with me. I think that this is kind of the true big thing of this movie is this entire Paris part, right? Okay. So I do agree that this is one of the most impressive um, stretches, stretches of, the, of the entire series. Uh, it's just thing after thing, yeah. and we're going to break it down. But the one thing that I really don't like about this is we've established that Wick is, you know, a killer's killer. Mm-hmm. He has been fighting people who are trained in killing this whole movie, and they're the high ups. Yeah. They're the, the Michelin stars mm-hmm. of... Stars. Yes. Now he's facing off against some thugs who have access to a radio, essentially. Yeah, well, every, every, uh, every assassin that happens to find themselves in the fine country of France... <laughs> they're sort of the... in Paris. Yeah, they're like the freelance assassins. I'm not saying that they're bad at their jobs, but they're, I think they're lower level than the other people that Wick has been sure. killing this whole time. And I just felt like it was a little bit of a step down, just, just conceptually, stakes-wise. I 
didn't love that he stepped down for this sequence. Is there really stakes in these movies, though? Like, is there any? Were there at any point in these movies where you're like, oh man, this 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 guy definitely has John Wick's number. He's definitely like, like John Wick has never proven to be at a true, true, true disadvantage. He might get knocked down. Right. We all do. But uh, he gets up again. He gets up. You never like, are gonna knock like, him down. I don't, I don't think we're looking at John Wick's kind of experience with these action scenes as a, a portrayal of tension or stakes. <laughs> I think that we're we're seeing like what are these crazy kids doing? I I don't think you're wrong. I guess I just I feel like if you're gonna write in this hour long sequence, I would just love to know that these are the most qualified people. But, well, but, but, okay, let's think about it this way. Yeah. Um, you know, the first big set piece is at the Arc de Triomphe. Right. It is a car base. Well, even before he gets there, yeah. he Does blows the door off a car and is, like, then he finds himself at the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, but, I mean, like, you know, I, like, he, he's, at that point, everyone's just driving cars and shooting. And, and, you know, I mean, John Wick, you know, he'll swing a car, but uh, right. he's going to get hit by a car every now and then. We all are. Of course. Um, and so I think that, 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 yeah, they're not the top tier guys. Right. Those top tier guys, they're waiting for them at the stairs. And we'll get to that. That is true. It does escalate. And maybe, you know, part of the... Because you think about it, it goes random goons, uh, guys with body armor, and then our top tier guys. So he's escalating from Seppis to Seppis to a slightly harder foe. You're right. Uh, and and maybe the the arc of this movie could have been let's just start on that night yeah. and have two hours yeah, of that. I agree. Um, anywho, uh, still an absolutely amazing sequence. We open with guys trying to mow him down with a car. That's not going to work. Wick gets in the car, mows them down. Uh-oh. Now there are no doors on the car. No now doors, we, no, no, no doors needed. No, now it's all the more room to shoot you with. Now now he's shooting at all these people. He's circling around them. No one can hit him. Because he's in a car now. The car um, probably has its own little jacket that it brings up to, <laughs> to, to keep all the bullets off of it. I, well, that, I think you're referring to doors, and those are absent from this car. I'm going to have to check my notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, John uh, gets to the Arctic Trail. I mean, I don't, even, I don't even know how to talk about this. It's just, it's nonstop. Yeah. I mean, People like, getting hit. We, we, this is why you make this movie. It's, it's a visual medium. Yeah. We cannot get this across in podcast form, but a lot of stuff goes down at the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, a lot of spinning and spinning cars into people, which yep. is like never a bad thing. He finds himself at a hotel, and we go into overhead mode. Yeah, we go into, we go into video game angle. Did you... I was like, okay, they obviously played a lot of Hotline Miami. Turns out they've never heard of Hotline Miami? I've never heard of Hotline Miami. You're just bringing this up right now, and I don't quite know. I'm assuming it's a game where you blow people away with an overhead shot. Yes, and it's oh, a it's no. a classic. Uh, there's a sequel. It's a brilliant series of games. Apparently, they've never played it. They got this idea from a Hotline Miami clone of some sort. Oh, okay. But, uh, Wick... Give Hotline Miami their flowers. I just think maybe they should have been in the credits under special thanks. Absolutely. But, uh, Wick now has access to the Dragon Breath gun. 
This should have been John Wick's gun the entire series. Whoa. This is the single most cinematic gun I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It, it, it's like, and we're only seeing the gun from far away, top down, and yet it still makes such an impression because those sparks fly out of it. We don't even see it in slow motion or in a close-up, and it's the best gun I've ever seen. Yeah, and, the, and they were smart with this scene because of the length of it, where uh, it's at a high, because you're like, oh my gosh, and then it's more, and you're like, okay, okay. Yeah. And then the sheer fact that it goes on for, like, like you reach past, like, a certain point where you're like, wow, this is still going. Yeah. And then you reach it past that point where you're like, oh my God, it's still going. <laughs> and it just keeps going. It keeps blowing people away. Yeah. Um, and I, it, correct me if I'm wrong, it's close to a one-er. Uh, uh, there, in it. yeah, I, I think that we're talking maybe three shots max, uh, um, and yeah, it's insanity. It was, uh, you know, uh, and it was, this is why, uh, you know, this is why they make it. This is why we spend our hard-earned money, drag our little butts over to the IMAX. Yeah. And sit through two biggest, hours of exposition. Sit on the biggest screen possible. <laughs> this is why we sit through a poker game in Berlin where everyone wins yep. in order to get to these types of sequences where yep. these guys have the ability and skill to do something that we've certainly never seen before. Yeah. And then they get to go to a different sequence where they get to do another thing we've never seen before. Yeah. And then they get to do it. So this whole sequence, just one upping himself is like, that's why, that's why we do this. That's, that's why you and I do this. That's why we wake up in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mr. Nobody shows up at the end of this. He does. And, uh, has the price gotten to the point that he likes, you know, he's on the phone negotiating. I suppose he can't buy a super yacht. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's waiting for that. He wants, he wants a chopper. He wants to be like one of those uh, Russian oligarchs. You know, he wants the super yacht. Yeah, maybe that would make some of his work easier. Or I don't know. I, but he continues to negotiate. He's and, like, I've and, got him in my sights. And he's still, he you know, he's sliced his hand almost in half, but he's got a bandage over that, so he's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's doing just fine. Uh, Wick, on the other hand, he sees a dog in danger. Yes. Shout out to his whole being of being a guy who uh, loves dogs, yes. which comes up. We, we must we must talk about uh, the dog wild card of this series where uh, we need to add a little something to this character or to this sequence. Well, guess what? We're going to add a dog. Mm. Uh, and uh, we need to have a big character. We need to have arguably the biggest character transformation moment of the movies because John Wick's, he's set in his path. Right. It's this Mr. Nobody. He needs to have... A big change of being, he's wanting to get John Wick versus, damn, I respect this John Wick. He's my guy. Mm. Throw in a dog. Yeah. We get it as audience members. John Wick gets it. Yeah. He he prioritizes the dog's safety. Over he his own. He should be killing this other guy, but instead he goes and helps the dog and then goes back and yeah. kills the guy. Yeah. I also don't want to skip over that... Bill Skarsgård had a little speech here just to set uh, the temperature for this whole evening. He says, there are three kinds of people in this world. Yeah. There are people who have something to live for. Oh, yes, right. This, yeah. There are people who have something to die for. Mm -hmm. And there are people who have something to kill for. So, okay, so now we're at three. Wick has none of those. Okay, so now we're at four? I thought Wick had all. Danny Yun oh, has all three. Right. Yes. So now we're at five. Listen, 
I know he's not a speechwriter. I just don't think he should have started with there are three types of people in the world. I think he said should have said there are a lot of kinds Here's of people the in the thing, world. Nick. Here's the thing. There are combinations I don't of know those. If you're in this position where you think you've got a really awesome point, a really <laughs> awesome statement, and you are rolling in it. You start it and like you've captivated your little audience and whatnot. And then halfway through, you little become, audience. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, well, you're, you're, whoever's in front of you, you're, you're, you're speechifying, <laughs> and you bring up this really kind of this really thematic, cinematic statement, th- right. and then halfway through, you're like, you kind of like, uh, wait a second, I've kind of lost, uh, lost the plot. My facts don't quite, the science doesn't quite add up. Yeah, I've been there. I've, I've definitely. <laughs> but you just push through. You push through. You can't. You, you know, and you just hope that everyone around you has enough respect not to really bring up the fact that that, that doesn't quite work. I just kind of, there was a part of me that just kind of wished he had been like, okay, maybe five, maybe five types of people, maybe, and then you throw in the combinations and we get up to maybe like six or seven, nine, somewhere in there. Anyways, (laughs) and then then one of his main goons like, boss, uh, I hate to tell you. And then he shoots him. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, That would have been good. Anyways, uh, John falls uh, off the top story of the hotel, Uh, should be dead, isn't in any way. Uh, I mean, uh, we can just control copy the should be dead element. So uh, now he's at the bottom of the flight of stairs that will take him to the duel, yeah. but he's got to make it through another hundred guys to get to the top of the stairs. Yeah. And it's another extremely impressive sequence. Unfortunately, he gets near the top and uh, he. The main guy Chidi, he's there. Yeah. He's like, no, no. He pushes him down. And Wick can't help himself. He does the, one of the most comic falls yeah, to the yeah, bottom. Absolutely. He just keeps going. He never stops himself. Uh, you know, this is this is another reminder that these guys know. These guys know. You know, yeah. like no, sometimes a movie doesn't quite understand the uh, the more comedic elements of a something that's presented seriously. Right. Uh, but uh, this is just definitely a reminder that that they know exactly that uh, this franchise in this movie is a mixture of many things and that includes laughter and but what they're able to tie laughter into is something interesting which is just action and maybe excessive action maybe excessive damage maybe uh, a pause and then a a moment a beat they don't usually go into kind of like gags uh Mm. in like a classic way but i would argue this is a gag it's absolutely a gag, and there are a lot of moments uh, in the Wick uh, franchise that are uh, very funny. I appreciate the comic elements of this series. I'm glad Wick didn't stop himself after one flight. Uh, instead, he he hurdles to the bottom, and Donnie says, how much time you got left? It's like two minutes. You got to make this back up the stairs, Wicky yeah, boy. I, I want to be able to shoot you. Yes. I'm obviously going to help you up. So they go up the stairs together. They yeah. get to the top. They kill that guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, well, and also we get the, uh, a nice little moment of the dog having his final character beat. Right. Which is peeing on, on this guy. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I thought that the, this uh, kind of, because this is truly the kind of, the culmination of this breathless sequence of action piece, action set piece after action set piece. Now we're at this duel where they actively try to go against that tone and have something slow, quiet, and, you know, much less spectacle in terms of the, like, choreography, you know? Sure, give us, like, kind of a breath. Yeah, a different flavor for... uh, for this movie, what I love about these movies is that they'll try uh, a different angle at something, a different tone. Uh, yeah. You know, we've done this, so let's do that. They are uh, relentless films, but they are not um, without the understanding. 
Well, they're not without imagination. Yeah, and the audience needs to catch their breath sometimes. So we we're on a 1v1 uh, stage. There's lots of rules in place. It's going to be, I think they start at 50 paces or 30? 30. 30, yes. Okay. Still far. Pardon me. 30 paces, yes. Very far. They have these old-timey guns that only have a single bullet in the chamber, pure dueling pistols. And uh, they both take a shot. They both hit. Yeah, but they both don't critically hit. No. Is that by design? Hmm, I think it might have been. Because they take another 10 paces. Another 20 paces close to each other. Surely they'll blow each other's heads off at this distance. We've seen these people with precise killing for hours. And yet, and yet, they still, they only uh, managed to... A couple arm shots, a couple grazes. Nothing. Nothing. So now it's 10 paces. They walk a bit closer. Yeah. And Donnie Boy gets his shot off. Keanu doesn't... Hit the spleen? Is that where the spleen is? It's, okay. a, it's a critical hit. Yeah, you don't want to get hit there even. No matter what, what piece of meat is there, you don't want to get hit there. Johnny doesn't even fire. He's, yeah. he's taken aback. I, th- I think this is lights out for Johnny. Or was it his plan all along? Or was it his plan all along? Yeah. Because the greedy Bill you walks up. Son of a bitch. He Bobby. says... Oh, well, now that all the work's been done for me, I'm going to take the killing shot. Yeah. But what he forgot is that Johnny never took his shot. So Johnny gets to shoot first. Boom. Or argue. I don't even, you know what? They're not even clear about what the, the, the full <laughs> depiction of rules are there. I, the fact that John Wick never shot means he's still, the, the shooting is still in play. The, I, I took it to mean that if you don't shoot. You get that bullet next time you well it's not even next time it's just they're still in the process of shooting so it's yeah. like he, he subbed in mark, he just happened to step between his lane for his duel because he this duel with donnie is technically till act is technically still active yes uh so so john could have at any moment shot donnie but he knew that bill was going to be too greedy Bill was going to step in, and then Wick gets his shot. And before Bill even has a chance to be like, oh, wait a second, I didn't understand. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, uh, merde. What have I done? Uh, poo-poo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I'm sure he would have said if he had been given a second. We also nailed that accent, too. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's it. Bill's dead. Yeah. Uh, but, unfortunately, it turns out so is Wick. Yeah, so, uh, again, I think we talked about this earlier. Wick yeah. kind of stumbles down. Uh, he's got a little blood on his shirt in a couple places. Yeah. And you know what I was thinking at the moment? Mm. Easy night for him. <laughs> John Wick's had way tougher nights. <laughs> this, he got he got hit a couple spots. I've seen him get hit worse yeah. ten times over. He'll put a he's band-aid have, on it. He's, you know, he's going to have a sit-down at these stairs. I would, too, have had a long day before. You sure. Know? He's had a long he day. He deserves it. Uh, and so when he, when he kind of, you know... Tips over. Hmm. Even then, he tipped over in Wick One. Yeah, he had a long fight in the rain. He tipped over. Back then, he had his little uh, iPhone video of his wife. Mm, wife. Yes. He, he was. Not, he so he had a thought of her. This, but he didn't have that iPhone video. He needed really the video. Him. His imagination yeah. wasn't strong enough because exactly. he he flashes back <laughs> to just like one shot, shot of his wife. You no, know, Bridget Moynihan coming in collecting that check. <laughs> love to see it. How much do you think she got for this? Ooh, <laughs> I. Did, you know what? As someone who doesn't know real salaries for this type of thing, I want to say six figures. <laughs> you don't think? Just yeah. a solid 100K? Well, she's got, she's, I mean, you know, they're not going to do a movie without one shot of Bridget Moynihan, so she's got leverage. 
You know, she's got negotiating leverage. And you know, I feel like they could have gotten away with it. I'm gonna say fifteen. That's one five 15, tops. I I actually don't know who Bridget Moynihan is. I'm sorry. Uh, you can cut this, but she is married to Tom. She was married to Tom Brady first. Wow. He left her while she was pregnant. Good God, Tom. Well, she's got the last laugh. <laughs> or does he? Because now he's a stand-up. He, he's the king of laughter now. Yes. Anyways, uh, we go to uh, the graveyard. John Wick definitely dead. Wick is Wick is as is as dead as you need him to be. <laughs> uh, so in, in the year twenty twenty three, uh, John Wick is f- is for sure dead. We don't need him right now. John Wick four has just come out. Yeah, it's firmly you know it's popping off. We don't we don't need him. We don't need him to be alive right now. But there's going to become a time, Nick. In a few years, who knows where you and I are going to be. We're going to be older men. Yeah. We're going to have seen a lot more things. Probably recorded eight more podcasts I mean, at that point. Uh, it'll be an astonishing number. But yeah. uh, there's going to be a kind of time where we are going to need John Wick to be alive. Yes. And at that exact moment, guess what? John Wick's going to be alive. No. Yeah, he's going to be alive. They're going to green light Wick 5. They're going to announce to the world, you and I are going to hold hands while the trailer drops. Mm. And we're going to go see it in theaters because this thing... Prince money. I look forward to it, my friend. Uh, and I will be there. Um, back row IMAX. Back row. <clears throat> only row that matters. Lots of leg room. What did we think overall of John Wick Chapter 4? Sure. So uh, I think uh, you can look at it as its own movie or you can look at it how it is in kind of terms of the whole series. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, it, the back half of the movie is an absolute success. Mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of the reason why we go to these John Wick movies, why they make these John Wick movies. I think that similarly to the third one, the middle drags a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the Berlin uh, fight, well, ta- like lots of talent is involved, lots of cool, you know, cool moments. I just think we've seen nightclub fights. We've seen this fight. It's well-trod territory. It's, yeah, yeah. I think that the start in Osaka is fun. I think yeah. that putting John Wick in Japan and adding certain uh, kind of elements of uh, Japan uh, fighting styles and uh, weapons is is fun. Yeah. I think that's just them running out the greatest hits. And right. there's nothing wrong with watching the greatest hits concert. I think that I like this movie. Um, I would say that in terms of the John Wick franchise, I don't think it's the best one. Wow, okay. I think that's firmly number two. Wow. Um, and I think that... Uh, until the Paris sequence, uh, I think that it didn't have the highs of three. Okay. Which I think three starts amazing. Yeah. Three is incredible at the start. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that the back half, the Paris sequence, elevates it to, you know, tied with three at the second spot, if not uh, its own firm holding of the second spot for me. Okay. Um, so I would, uh, I would say that it uh, definitely... It leaves on your high, and I think that helps color the whole idea of the overall three-hour experience, even though that there are definitely some lulls and uh, some parts where I was like, we don't need we don't need this plot. This probably could have gotten away with being two hours of like amazing, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know uh, so so you would put one at the bottom. Uh, so when I rewatched one, I was really charmed by it. I think that it's nice and fun. I think that it's so low stakes. Yeah. And the uh, action choreography is fun, uh, but every sequence they 
blow it out of the water in in, in kind of future ones. Sure, they really got a handle on yeah. the idea and, of Wick. Uh, yeah, and it, just in terms like you can you can tell that they they grew in confidence and skill and yeah. kind of like realized what they could get away with. Yeah, um, you know, in the first one, the Continental like you know it looks like the room the rooms look like slightly bigger than a motel See, like, like <laughs> right. there's just a lot a lot of kind of the grandeur to it yeah and that's fine um i just think that these it's a subsequent trilogy and then truly the first one stands alone and then the next three are truly that their own trilogy about john wick versus the high table right um and i think that those just kind of they the second one just blows the first one away right and then it kind of has that kind of that established the kind of the expectation of uh, action and uh, inventiveness mm-hmm. that I really dig, and, I, and again, I like the third, the first one. Uh, I think it's good, sure. um, but uh, it, it it doesn't quite have maybe the highs of the subsequent movies. It's it's the pilot episode. Exactly. They were still Perfect. sort of yeah. figuring it out. Yeah, it's definitely the pilot episode. Yeah, of the series. yeah great pilot. Sure. Just had a better follow up. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I was pretty high on this movie. I, I, I have all of the sort of basic criticisms of, I think, you know, it, it definitely could have been shorter. Uh, I'm not invested in the mythology of the world that much. Um, but I would probably put it at, I would probably put it second. I, I do think you are probably right. Two is the best. My, my big note for Wick in general, when I left the theater, we all know, that Wick is the master of murder. He can kill anyone. I've a few times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like his thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kills people. Yeah, see him do it. Um, what I really want to see developed a bit more is his defensive capabilities. Because at this yeah. point, he kind of just lifts his jacket, jacket that, a that bit. a bit of a crutch in this movie. Yeah. Because I think that they have these, all these inventive ideas uh, for sequences, but they involve John Wick taking some serious damage. So like, yeah. well, he would die if this hits him. And, and so they, let's have him raise his jacket, I guess. I do they, hope that they... Because, like, they're, they're not bound by, I guess, reality. And so <laughs> you can make anything be anything. So just yeah. make something awesome be I, the way he defends himself. Like, it's it's no just... going to be like, well, that's not realistic. Well, I, I think half the time, the reason Wick survives things is the bad guys miss their shot. You know, and I just would love if that was maybe 10% of the time and like every other time it's, you know, he's got a human shield or he uh, has some kind of, yeah, just amazingly smart use of his environment or just something that makes me not have to keep overlooking the fact that he should be shot in the head. Yeah. Uh, that... Yeah, I think I think that this movie especially, uh, one of the things that they leaned in maybe a little too heavily was the Kevlar suit jacket. Yeah. Which is just, just like a deus ex machina of just in terms of defense, where it's just like, ah, I... you shouldn't shoot anything at me, a rocket, a, a bullet, yeah. anything, I'm just going to go like that. I know it's, it's not as sexy on the surface, but I think John Wick 5, now John's on the defense, would yeah. be... Um, if we're talking perspective, John with five, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, I want, I want to know where you want a John Wick because there's there's multiple places, multiple locations, multiple acts in these movies. Yeah. What you just you don't have to be you just pick one act. Where do you want a, a John Wick sequence to take place? And I'll pitch you mine while you think about it. Okay. So John Wick is dead as far as we know. 
John Wick 5, where does a man that truly wants to disappear go? Hell. The Arctic. Ah! Get me John Wick in snow. Yeah. Get me... Uh, a, a John Snow. <laughs> right himself. <laughs> uh, get me John Wick in snow. Get me John Wick in the Arctic. Yeah. Um, get me John Wick having to not only uh, kill people who have obviously found out he's alive, yeah. but also deal with these, these cruel elements. Get me uh, 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 red blood strewn across white snow. Yes. Get me, uh, get me a, a bad guy who uh, is 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 just this big giant character, and he takes off his Arctic parka, and his whole body is so jacked that like steam is coming off of it. And John looks like, oh shit. You think Wick falling down the stairs was fun? What about Wick falling down a mountain as an avalanche is happening? Honestly, honestly I think they couldn't resist doing something like that if they do. I, I want to see John Wick. In some cold, like really harsh elements, he's yeah. gone to the desert. Yeah, uh, he's walked as far as he could to suddenly find mm. this magical place. He's gone to the club. Shouts out to the elder. Yeah, um, he's gone to the club. Uh, he's gone all around Europe. One thing... Get that man to the Arctic. One thing that you're not mentioning, I think you're right, you nailed it, that's the best idea. Yes. But one thing that I don't think you're mentioning is the jungle. John of the jungle. See, yes. The jungle uh, was my was my backup <laughs> idea for this. Uh, yeah. I want to see him out. I want to see him outdoors in these non-urban elements yeah. that maybe don't quite have all of the, the, the great things he's used to, like tunnels, yeah. uh, uh, windows to break, and mm-hmm. cars, get him somewhere where we have to see him in something new. Yeah, climb um, a tree. Jungle. I yep. mean, you you get them into the jungle. You know he's swinging some vines. Yes. Uh, and uh, he's also choking people out with vines. Mm. Mm. But I personally, I want to see him in the Arctic. I yep. want to see him at literally like zero degrees on like the like the on the globe. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, just trying to keep to himself. Uh, and then they come for him, and he's got to he's got to do some snow battles. I mean, if if you've seen the opening of of True Lies, when Arnold has to flee the uh, yeah. the ball, yeah. Yeah. it's that kind of thing, yeah, I think. Exactly. And then, of course, you you in maybe John Wick X, you go to space. Ooh, John Wick X. Jamie, do you have anything to plug? Um, not really. TCAF uh, is coming up. Uh, TCAF is coming up. Uh, the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. Um, I may or may not be there this year. Okay. But uh, it's at the end of April, April twenty eighth and 29th, uh, I believe, at the Reference Library. Mm. Uh, if you like comics, uh, it's a free thing to attend, and you can see a lot of cool stuff you've never seen before. I got some amazing deals on some uh, Nicholas Gerwich stuff. Yeah, uh, people are going to be there slinging their wares, oof. and uh, you know everyone's wheeling and dealing, so... Fantastic. Yeah. It's been a true pleasure having you on today to to share your expertise. You can find me, youtube.com slash novelty hat, Pickleus on Instagram, etc., etc. You can find me out there. I will see you all back here another time. We're going to spoil a few more movies. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, spoil on! Spoil on!